welcome to the CG Podcast, a show where five East Coast buddies who have never met in person gather remotely once a week to hang out and discuss our love of video games. On this week's episode for April 11, 2020, we're still enjoying uh, isolation and social distancing, and we're going to resume our conversation from last week where we go through a list of games that meet various categories uh, from our own personal perspective in gaming history. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Waterman. Tonight, I'm joined by Adam Gumby from Lexington, Kentucky. Hey, what's up? Uh, I got Georgia Ravelo from Miami, Florida. What up, what up? And we've got Zach Castell from Boston. Tom Brady's Tampa Bay jersey's out, and I want it. <laughs> and I just realized I called you Adam Gumby because a Gumby uh, in your, uh, I think, Twitter handle is has got my brain all fucked up, Adam, so I apologize about that, man. Oh, I didn't notice at all. I did, and it's going to bug me until I address it. Anyway, uh, everyone doing okay? We made it to the, another uh, end of uh, the week here, social isolating. Everyone doing all right? Oh, yeah. Hanging in there. <clears throat> yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I went to Walgreens earlier today, and I didn't have a mask, so I had to wrap up with a bandana and a fucking fishing mask. And I didn't realize just how hot it was in that. So I'm in fucking Walgreens sweating my ass off. And probably scaring the shit out of every employee in there. So I probably, they probably all thought I was a fucking asshole. Did, not, not a great time. <laughs> did you see the um the meme with the guy that had like the underwear on his head? Because they're like, well, it's better than nothing. But they're like tidy whities And uh, there's like a fake skid marks. Like, yeah, that was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was yeah. That's, that's a good way to keep people away from you. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, well, here, here in Miami, they're not letting you go anywhere with us right now. They made it a... Uh, a fucking order so yeah yeah my dad works in a nursing home down that way as you know um he's really technically in um pembroke pines but uh they just finally had their first cases in the nursing home which i guess the state inspector says pretty impressive considering you know how prevalent it is down there and just freaking out a little bit but um just to he wants to keep people safe not freaking out because he's worried about necessarily but um yeah uh, interesting times but uh let's talk about some video games Uh, as a reminder uh, if you forgot or if you didn't listen to last week's uh, show, which you definitely should, we're going through a list of games that we pulled from Facebook um, where there's a number of different categories. And one by one, we're uh, talking about our pick for each category from our own perspective and, and gaming history. So I believe where we left off last week is we uh, all talked about a game that we've most replayed. I also went kind of skipped ahead to a game that made me fall in love with gaming because it's the same game for me. Um, that was for Mario 3. But uh, tonight's episode, we're going to do game that made you fall in love with gaming, game that changed your life, game that surprised you, guilty pleasure game, game that you should have played by now, uh, one that says a great game to play. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that like a game that you recommend, I guess, game that you wish you had never played, and then most favorite series of and installment. So I'm going to do the same order just go right alphabetical like we did last time um so uh adam if you would like to kick us off with a game that uh you love or made you fall in love with gaming i should say yeah so i just had to think and i guess the thing that made me get into it hardcore because i had owned systems game boys and stuff back in the early 90s and didn't care i'm just like oh cool but i think pokemon yellow i guess was the one where i actually sat down and be played it you know front to back and actually started messing with games and so yeah like eight nine-year-old me uh didn't give a shit until pokemon yellow and then the craze because it was pokemon and that it kept me on it so i'm gonna guess it's either that or halo one one of the two because halo one is the game where i was like all right now i gotta actually awesome yeah the uh the halo 2 was definitely the uh, as we talked about on the show a couple times the watershed moment for console gaming in my opinion where 
um, even though Combat Evolve was a very you know impressive game. Halo Two is what made Xbox Live explode, and suddenly online gaming on a console was like a common thing coming. Um, I already did mine for Mario Three. I'm not gonna retread over that. So George, that leaves you, buddy. What is the game that made you fall in love with? So for me, um, I, I I grew up in Peru. Well, grew up. I was there until I was about five years. So everything over there. I was born in '89. So the game for me is a link to the past. Um, everything there is obviously delayed. Everything's like a, anything that's popular here, anywhere else would be like a few, you know, a few years late down there. So when I got here, I think I think a link to the past came really early, is ninety ninety one or something like that. But when I got here, Super Nintendo, you know, it kind of just came out. And so for me and my family, that game was like new um, or 95. So that was like that game that me and my cousins at the time, we had like a big family. That's the game that we would kind of couch play. Like we just take turns and just play it and beat it. It was really tough back then anyways. Um, you know, mostly watching my play it uh, and kind of progress through it because the game was obviously really long ahead of its time for me anyways. So that's the game that really got its hooks in me. Um, you know, and then from bridging from that to like the N64, the Ocarina of Time, just fucking awesome. So for me, that's that's my game. Awesome, yeah, yeah. As I think we've talked about off mic or perhaps on mic, I now play Link to the Past for the very first time this year. It was great. Played it on my Switch as part of the SNES collection on there, and really enjoyed it. <clears throat> I totally understand the love for that game. I think it's aged remarkably well, as has uh, Super Metroid. So yeah, man, great. I could could totally see how that would make you fall in love with uh, Zach. Last but not least, for this round of the game, made you fall in love. Um, so I don't know the exact uh, number on the title, but it was it was Sonic that made me fall in love with games. Um, oh fucking Christ, bro! It was almost was over a week ago. Come on. So my my mom had a Sega in the house, and she would always play. So all right, so if it wasn't Sonic, because she would always play Sonic, but she would also always play Pac Man and Miss Pac Man. So it was like those two games that i would uh either sit down and watch my mom play or, or play with my brother all the time and uh yeah and then i just i've always had games since then because like i'd go to my cousin's house and he had the super nintendo so that's where mario was so that's how i found mario and then my dad's house got the n64 so like everywhere i went i always had access to video games but it was at home you know where i where uh sonic and with miss pac-man that uh really uh, made me love it. Uh, I just always wanted to beat my mom's high score and uh, Pac-Man, and then uh, for Sonic, it was just uh, just a super fun game to play. Pac-Man is is definitely excellent. Um, definitely one of my earliest gaming memories. For sure, um, <clears throat> your story reminds me a little bit of like when mankind, like before they discovered fire, which is like Sonic days for you, and then when they discovered fire, which is Mario. So again, totally, totally fair. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> Sonic will always, I, I always have an association with like playing in dentist office and at my cousin's house. Maybe it's because I never owned a Genesis. Like I only played it like elsewhere. Oh, at, man. oh man, I had a Genesis. Me with man, the, was... the Game Gear. That's where Sonic shined for me. As um, if you were fortunate enough to have a Game Gear back in the day, I think that's what it was called, right? The handheld. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I answered the game. Yeah, that Sonic on that would like travel. That was cool. But once again, Zach had shit on my Zelda to Sonic. you damn right. <laughs> <laughs> the superior game. I will point out, there were two um, Sega handhelds of that generation. One was the Game Gear, which had its own carts, like versions of games. And then there was the Sega Nomad a little bit later, which you could put your Genesis carts into um, and play them like on the go. That was a 
device. I think a little bit later. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about the game. That shit yep. was cool. Fucking I played the Sonic cool. Game Gear game because uh, summer camp, like when I was in like after school care or whatever, like at seven or eight, a kid had a, a Game Gear and most of us had Game Boys. So we would like swap game like devices occasionally to switch oh, yeah. it up and be able to play different games. So very cool. All right. Next category is going to be a game that changed your life. Like, what does this even mean? <laughs> That's my main question. Uh, it's fr- I mean, this is all from your perspective, right? So different things to different people. I yeah, I got a good a, one. I got a good one. Same. Yeah. I don't want to hear yells first because I don't know of anything okay. that changes my life. I can I can go first. Yeah, I think I got a good. Mm-hmm. Go for uh, it. Yeah, I think, I think I think I got a good one as well. So for me, for me, it's Final Fantasy XI, and that is my first and only real MMO that um that really got me i played that game for years years i don't think i have more hours than any other video game in my life but the reason i say it changed my life because it opened up for me really like a whole new world of online gaming and connecting with other people man i've made friends in that game this is when i was in maybe early high school you know um i made friends in that game that i still talk to today that i still have a personal relationship with today man um Having those message boards and flaming each other, screwing each other over. Like, it's like a mini community. It's like a, a world, you know, an escape from this world and a, and a different world. Um, so I was so heavily invested in that game that it was like almost like a second life. It took a lot. And to this day, I regret selling my account. But that was really the only way that I was ever going to be able to let go of that game, I felt like, at the time. But, man, I loved all the experiences that I had working together with people. It was a very team-oriented game. So it was a very, very social game. You could not really solo anything in that game. So you had to play in massive groups of people constantly. So, man, I remember, the peop- I remember those people's names and the character names to this day. Like, yeah, I'd say it had a big in my life. Um, big time, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I considered going with Destiny for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned, because that was the first game that I ever played like that. Um, but I kind of went in a different direction um, <clears throat> because uh, over the past couple of weeks on stream, uh, one day a week, I've been playing through Black Mesa, which is the remake of the original Half-Life. I, I'm going to pick Half-Life for uh, my answer to this simply because in my brain, I had always uh, associated the you know, video games as a separate thing from film and um, television. Oh, I, am I still breaking up for you guys? Sorry, I don't mean to. Yeah, a bit. A bit. Yeah. Is you, it? You have. I assumed it was the Discord thing because sometimes that happens, um, and it's actually recording just fine. But yeah, it seemed like it was happening more with you than anyone else. Let me try to. Uh, how was that? Any better? Any better? I mean, yeah, you sound good right now. Good. Okay. Cool. Um. So yeah, Half-Life, like video games up until Half-Life, I kind of considered separate from other forms of art, like television, film, uh, books. Like I, I didn't really consider video games to be art and I, I didn't love them any less, but um, I never had sort of the same affiliation in my brain where like I viewed it as a storytelling medium, right? It was more of an activity to kind of waste time and have fun and, you know, it's play, right? Um, and then, you know, along comes Half-Life, which I remember getting, you know, from a friend on a bootleg disc that had the CD key on the outside. Um, you know, we were talking at school about great video games. And like, for me, the bar was essentially Duke Nukem, right? Like as childish as it was for like what shooters could be. Maybe like at that point, I'm trying to remember if Unreal Tournament, the first one had come out. But in any event, he gives me this game. And I remember the disc was gold. I probably still have it somewhere and just handwritten, you know, in little chicken scratch that a seventh grader would have. 
half-life and then there's the cd key and i'm like oh what's this and he's like oh there's something you know that on it that will make you authenticate that it's a legit copy and like you have to write that down in order to install the game so i installed this game and i started playing it and um just the opening 15 minutes of that game where you're just riding a train to work uh, and you're observing the whole entire facility that you're going to make your way through as the game progresses you're in there's the you know announcements about that like just this total immersion and then the way that the game unfolds of course from there cemented in my brain that video games had kind of reached the point like of you know they i you know they were their art and they could tell a great story and a compelling story and a great narrative story at that you know um and i uh the next game to probably make that jump for me in terms of okay i consider it but i think other people would too would be last of us so making that kind of jump from you know where it would not be hard to convince somebody that video games had reached that point that was a casual you know person not a non-gamer but for gamers anyway have like that was that was the one for me that that did it so that's the why i picked yep um zach last one or adam did you want me to come to you first now zach can go ahead i got mine on mine but he can go ahead yeah for me i put uh i put the wwe smackdown games for for mine but i i would i would open that up to just wrestling games in general uh it was I, I played them all growing up, the WCW ones, the WWF ones on the N64 and everything. Oh, those, that's a good one, man. And, um, no mercy. Yeah, man, and I, and I played them all growing up with my cousins on my mom's side, and then I'd go to my dad's house, and I would play them with my cousins on that side. And it, like, instilled my love of wrestling in me and everything. And, and you know, like, through wrestling, I've met, like, so many cool people and everything that, you know, also like wrestling and um, and just playing those games growing up, it was like something I looked forward to, like going to my cousin's house. We we knew we were going to be up all night, you know, doing NWO versus, you know, WCW and and playing you know, in the SmackDown games growing up. You know, uh, when they got to like SmackDown versus Raw and everything, like here comes the pain when you can play as like Evolution. And like me and my cousin, we would run through the GM mode and make up our own storylines and everything. And yeah, man, I just, you know. I'm I'm so disappointed with how wrestling games are today, me personally, compared to how they were back then, man, because oh, they were so much fun. And man, those games just to this day, like I could probably go back and play those games and have just as much fun now as I did back then. Those those games were the best. I like how you could make just, you know, characters back, you know, then too with wrestling. It was like some of the first and it seems so advanced at the time, right? The custom character creation and to make monstrosities or to make yourself in the wrestling game was was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And then, like, you could, uh, once it got on, like, the 360, you could start putting in your own theme song. So, like, I would have, like, Dragon Force playing for my guys coming out and everything. It was ridiculous and awesome. Like you said, you could just make the most outlandish things possible. And, like, intros, too. Like, couldn't you, like, change, like, what kind of fireworks and, like, what what happened in the arena and stuff? Yeah, that was all really neat. Those those games were good, man. I remember playing that. I used to live in a as a kid in a big apartment complex and all the like and there was a lot of kids around my age we all just go to each other's houses and play you know on the n64 because you could plug in the four controllers and just have a fucking royal rumble and all that shit wcw nwo revenge and then oh man those were the fucking those were the two games oh man those are so great i remember create just creating my characters oh man fuck like like it's it was so much fun to just like jump into an exhibition match and just wrestle like no like no intentions or anything just going in and just having fun and just and just wrestling and everything and it was it was the best the guy started yeah, bleeding yeah. it was like the animation started like when they get busted open me and my cousins used to flip out like oh god makes me sad thinking about that like playing back in the day with like all the like kids in the neighborhood and you know 
one day you guys all played together for the last time and none of you knew it. Fucking yeah. buzzkill, huh? <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. All right, Mr. Adam, what, what, what is your, uh, your pick for this category? And you can go ahead and do the next one if you like, which is Guilty Pleasure Game. All right, so um, this is real dumb. Actually, the next one's Game That Surprised Me, isn't it? Uh, no, first yeah. one's Game That Surprised Um Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, but for Games on. That Changed My Life, it's just real silly. But it, it means something today, right? So back in 2002, there were tons of football games beside Madden. And as a kid, had a brand new Xbox. I was like, what games are out here? So I got NFL Fever 2002. Peyton Manning's on the cover. And it's <laughs> one of the five NFL games out at the time. And I didn't like football before that. I was like, let me just try this out, whatever. Peyton Manning's on the cover. I'm from Indiana. And I played the hell out of that game. And that kind of started my love for, for NFL football. So it's kind of a weird one because, like, that game's fine. It's not that great. But to this day, I still love NFL football, and it's sort of started from playing that game randomly when I had an Xbox enough to play. Hell yeah. That's that's totally totally to the players and the teams and stuff? Like, what, what do you think did it for you? Like, what made made the connection for you? I Just a, a, play a football game that didn't look real shitty because <laughs> uh, I played one of the men's on N64 or whatever. I'm like, this looks awful. Then I played NFL Fever. And of course, all the football games look better at this point. But I was like, this looks good. And football's a fun sport. <laughs> and then I just, it kind of went on from there and didn't stop that's, for the next 20 years. That's crazy, man. That's actually how I got into football as well, was by playing a video game first. For me, it was like one of the Madden games. Um, but that's where I started. I started just playing it first. Somebody gave it to me or bought it from there. Like, I got so obsessed with it um, that I began watching football and got obsessed with football ever since, too. Exactly. Same here. I, was like, I hey. will jump in on that train. I also got in to football by playing in med <laughs> i wouldn't say i got into football until i went to like my first like college game but like i learned the rules of football from playing madden like 94 95 chris 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 i was in a fantasy football league with you you are still not in football <laughs> yeah. i mean I, nfl yeah you're correct like nfl I, I would not say that i'm particularly into it yeah I'm just giving you shit, man. Nah, it's all good. I mean, you're not wrong. Like, I, I, I still only casually watch NFL football. Like, it's not, it will never be my my thing. Um, I like college ball much, much better. But yeah. Um. All right. So, Adam, you can do your next one as well if you want. Game that surprised you. Yeah. Game that surprised me. Clickbait category. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, it's gonna be at the time I wasn't as into fantasy stuff as I am now. So playing Kingdoms of Amalur when that came out it was like, oh man, this is this is super good. This is like the the Bioware games, but just kind of a newer take on it. And it was a really cool deep world. And that I had no idea that it was a good game. I was working, at, I think I was working at GameStop at that point. Someone at GameStop was like, hey, try this out. It's on you know used on sale for like fifteen bucks. I'm like, sure, guy, I'll try it out. And I'm like, oh, this game is awesome. So I hope that remaster or whatever happens soon because that game for me came out of nowhere and it's THQ Nordic owns the license to that now as well. Mm -hmm. So there's a high likelihood since they purchased it that uh, that should be happening at some point. Yeah, they're just pumping like games out like crazy i feel like yeah and it's very quality but like you know they're i think they're trying to bring that double a space back where no no i'm saying it's awesome like i just feel like every time i look at a new game it's like thq nordic and i'm like oh man here they are again yep absolutely um for a game that surprised me um death stranding is my pick it's a game that i rolled the dice on son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) that was my pick and it just uh yeah just didn't, didn't look like my jam but after hearing 
a lot of different people talk both you know you guys and then other um, gaming outlets and things like that yeah was he talking at least give it a go so went on sale for half off around the holidays picked it up chris sadly chris chris Chris, sorry you you want to start over because you like you cut out major yeah okay um yeah i don't i think it might be a connection thing like um because my mic is showing green and everything i mean i apologize but yeah is it any better yeah, you sound yeah, good yeah, right now. Had, you just had like a, it was like it was different than the other ones. You just had a really weird pause in there, just kind of start start over. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, and, and sorry to listeners, is just kind of the, I guess the pitfalls of out, right? recording <laughs> remotely. But yeah, so Death Stranding. Um, after reading so many reviews, listening to so many different podcasts, listening to you guys talk, it was a game that was so divisive that I just made the decision that there was no way I was not going to play Death Stranding. I really didn't think I was going to like it, but my curiosity got the better of me. And um, even though, sadly, I still haven't finished it, I fully intend to. And like, I really enjoyed my time. I feel like that's a, a game, as I've said before, that gives you back what you put into it. And, um, you know, while it can be very frustrating at times, like it does get kind of easier and better. And it feels good to, you know, watch the world grow around you and things get better. And like, I don't know, like it. It just shocked me because I really didn't think I was going to like it. Even if I did kind of reserve myself to playing the first few hours of it, I was like, I, I have to just see what I think of this. And then to actually enjoy it was, um, was a surprise and a pleasant surprise at that. George, what you got, man? Uh, I had Destro, but in the interest of doing something different, because I agree with all those. I love that game. Uh, holds a special place uh, for me. Weird. It's a place by itself. It's a room. It's, a, it's in a room locked up by itself. But yeah, I agree. It's good. Um, so just kind of going off without much thought, I'm going to go with the Jurassic Park Park Builder game. Just one day, it was just, I didn't have anything to play, and I got a notification from Xbox that that game was free. I don't know if it was Game Pass or it was free for that month. I think it was a so goal. Yeah, I think so, right? And so I just yeah. like downloaded it, and I probably peen hours in that weekend. Haven't played it since, but I was just so like into it. I just wanted to fully build a park and watch a disaster that happens when they break free and start eating people and fighting with each other. Like it was a lot of just, it was pretty cool game. Like, I don't know. I did not expect to play it like so heavily over the weekend and then just drop, you know, I just dropped it pretty much. Been meaning to get back into it just to see how it progresses. But it was a lot of fun. Surprising, a lot of fun. My brother loves that game as well. Yeah. Like he's a huge fan of like that, like, roller coaster tycoon shit from back in the day those those games were kind of oh god but, uh, yeah you could rig up like the death rides that would just yep. eventually again <laughs> break yeah yep. that's what it reminded me oh, oh it was it was game. literally made by the roller coaster tycoons ah oh, was oh, it? Okay. there you fucking go sense. man yeah. So, yeah i remember that from way back in the day that's that's a that's a lot of fun awesome and how about you zach what is a game that surprised you all right so i, I had a i had a tough one with this because um i usually tend to only like pay attention to things that I know are going to interest me. Um, but there was a, a game, I think I talked about it before, called Asura's Wrath. Um, it was, it's like a, it's, it looks like a, you know, Japanese anime style game. Um, and it was just the most outlandish, crazy, from beginning to end, just like story, like characters, like everything was so over the top. Like you grew extra arms and like swords plunging through planets and everything like that. And like just, just totally like everything about this just screamed anime a hundred percent. And I'm not an anime guy at all besides like Dragon Ball Z and stuff. Um, so that game came out and uh, I bought it just cause it looked cool. Like I was like, Oh, you know, that is pretty cool. And the entire game is pretty much a giant quick time event. And 
I ended up absolutely loving it and recommending it to everybody that I possibly could when um, I was talking to them you know, back when it was released. And uh, I don't like remember much about the game now, but I just remember being like, this was just absolutely incredible for no reason. And it's just to this day, like I, I want them to remake that game because I would love to go through again. Cause I don't remember it. I just remember how awesome and crazy it, it was. And I would love to experience that again. Really cool. Yeah. I, I do remember you uh, talking about that game before on the podcast uh, for sure. That's one of those things I kind of wonder, you know, going, going back to it as like, you know, certain things um, are, are tough come out for the first time you know after a certain point but um i'm glad that uh we all found something it sounds like that pleasantly surprised us so that's that's awesome next we're going to talk about a guilty pleasure game um adam go ahead buddy what do you got ultimate team any game doesn't matter collecting them cards making a team i'm all about that shit i don't care if it's microtransactions i don't give a damn it's fun it's like oh i pulled that todd Gurley. let's go i fucking love ultimate team (laughs) Awesome. I, so I am not familiar with Ultimate Team is. So uh, can you give us a brief summary or description for people that may not yeah, know? Yeah, it's in most modern sports games. Um, you literally open card packs and you get players. And then it's like they'll have challenges. You can play online. Of course, I don't fuck with online in sports games because I'm not uh, sweaty. Um, but yeah, it's just like you build a team out of cards. It's like, oh, I got a gold tier or whatever. And I got a, a bronze tier this. I'll get rid of that. But yeah, it's just a card collecting game just like you know magic or Yu-Gi-Oh or pokemon or whatever but it's you play the sports video game with and you make your own team so because like for me i love going on sports game and just starting a franchise that's really bad and building them through free agency in the draft and shit so ultimate team is just a quicker version of that and i'll play it in every game every year i do not the, the kicker there is that it's not as simple as just you got a card of like a fa- a player that you covet or whatever there's like different tiers of them there's like mm-hmm. a gold version oh, a purple yes. version so that's that's the that's the part that's it. It's know, so that, addicting. Well, some people love it, makes it addicting, but that's also why some people hate it. It's just not as simple as getting that player that you. But there's different versions of that player that are better and stronger. So yeah, some and people, it takes a lot of work too, like yes, to get these cards. Yeah, some people yeah. spend money. That's where they that's where they make all the money in microtransactions. People oh, drop yes. hundreds and thousands on it. I don't care that much. I'm like, just let me get a couple gold cool players and i go but i do love that game mode i see why F- people get addicted fifa is the one that has the the biggest issue well this i think the biggest because it's got global appeal people all around the world play yeah. that that's the one where like kids are going into their parents and taking their credit cards and shit and, and buying yeah, all i've these heard the stories yeah. Sure. yeah yeah that's I that's just, where that comes it's really I wasn't heavy sure what it was i kind of was just like yeah this sounds like i mean i don't play sports games so uh, yeah. I was just kind of went one in here and out the other, and I just got more amused than anything by the stories yeah. of people trying to get refunds of like you know twenty five hundred dollars and transactions yeah. and stuff like that. As long as they yeah, got I got that gold Ronaldo, it's all good though. You know, I haven't messed with, and the reason being is is my guilty pleasure. So I'll explain why I haven't fucked with Ultimate Team. <laughs> so my guilty pleasure is uh, a game I haven't played in a long time. Probably been about four or five years at least since the last time I touched it, but. It was probably the most guilty I ever felt playing a game. Um, I think I first encountered it through Facebook and then later got the app on my phone. But uh, Bejeweled Blitz, I fucking loved the original Bejeweled and something about the time attack version of this where you could extend the time meter and you had like the all your shit popped off at the end and like playing against your friends like uh, on Facebook for the high score was always just really appealing to me. Um, and it's probably like the first time that like a shitty Facebook, you know, uh, or like mobile game, 
like really clicked with me and like I would use up my lives, you know, for the day, like every day for probably over a year playing something special other than that. Just I mean, Bejeweled a... is super legit. Like that's an actual like really good zone. I don't blame you. I agree. You know, and the Blitz version was definitely meant to be microtransaction-y. Like I don't remember ever buying anything for it. I just tried to do the high score like legit and that kind of increased my pride. It was like, I'm not buying any of these power-ups. I'm only using the power-ups that I earn and like, you know, I'm just, I'm getting good at the game just by playing every day, buying lives and power-ups. But I agree, Be- Bejeweled is uh, actually a good game. I kind of miss some of those PopCap games, man. Like, um, some of them are very hard to find. Like, I remember Alchemy being a really good one and like, there was like a dinosaur egg shooting one. I forget what it was called. And um, I really, really enjoyed um, like the, like Zuma and Zoo. They, they made some decent, like, you know, easy, like arcade type game. Uh, George, what do you got, man? Uh, for me, and this is why I don't play Ultimate Team. Um, and I'm ashamed because I, I contributed to the fucking problem that is EA and microtransactions. And that's uh, Galaxy of Heroes, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. I played that for, it's a mobile game, Star Wars game. Kind of like for Star Wars, where you are trying to collect characters. Um, you have guilds, there's raids, there's a like, competitive arena. Um, the thing is with that game is like there'll be like a meta of powerful characters or a powerful team. You, get, you, you, know, you achieve, you, you get those. You can play the game free to play. Uh, you'd only be competitive if you started it on the day of, that it launched, which I was. I was mostly free to play. I did spend some money towards the end. But, um, bro, I was just so into that fucking game. Uh, the problem with it, it's one of those games that it's like rinse and repeat. So they have one group of team that's the, you know, the coveted team. That's the meta. That's the one that you want to get for to beat the top of the arena. And then, but it's temporary, you know, in like a month or two. Um, they'll release another character that has all these abilities that counters everything on that other team. You have to go and collect the characters. And just like the different tiers um, in Ultimate Team, you have different tiers. It's up to seven stars. You can have a one-star Luke Skywalker, but shit, you want to get a seven-star. So you have to get seven Luke Skywalkers to upgrade it to that. It's a, it's a, it's a mess. I mean, me and some friends from work got into it heavily for two years before we finally called it. Um, because that's all you're doing. It's just rinse and repeat the same shit all over and over. They keep making up these crazy ass abilities that counter uh, the, the prior team. So it's just like all you're doing is just continuously chasing your own tail like a fucking jackass. Or like I re- realized it's not a healthy uh, way to play a game. It's one thing if they're adding new content they're doing is just making you chase your own tail over and over. So fuck them, man. And I did give them like probably like 100 bucks worth um over time just because i needed to have those fucking characters man that's why i don't mess with ultimate team because i already know how how i get and i won't be able to let it go <laughs> and then there'll be another one in a year from now <laughs> yeah not proud of it yeah that's the brutal part about ultimate team like you finally be like oh i got a 97 overall and like and here's madden 22 yeah <laughs> You're like oh great but I, I guess I'll jump right into what, what my game is. Yep. Go ahead, Zach. Sorry, I was just waiting for make sure George was done is all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with a mobile game, too, but it's, it's on the Switch now. But um, it's I've talked about it before. It's the Lightseekers COD game that I play. Um, I play it every single day without fail. Um, at least one game before I go to bed. It's just like a ritual of mine now. Um, they're, they're putting out, you know, um, new CODs and all that and new packs and uh, new play mats that you can get off uh, for the um, the background on your phone and everything when you're playing somebody new COD backs and you know I'm a sucker and I like to get all those things and and uh, you know I, I played the physical game when it was the physical game too but the the, the digital game I think kind of phased the physical game out so and I really enjoyed supporting them with the physical game so I just look at me playing the digital game as a way of me supporting them when I'm buying packs and everything I look at it like 
well, if this was the physical game, I would be buying the packs anyways to try and pull these same exact cards. So, um, sure. I guess I guess maybe when you look at it that way, it, it's a little different than I'd like to look at it a little differently than like microtransactions. But um, I agree. No, I think 100 percent because that's sort of part like that's part of what you're doing with those types of games. Right. Is like you're collecting and they, they it's a version of, like you said, like the uh, in-person um, game. So uh, is it my mic dropping off again? I just saw my green drop off for a second okay. there. No, you're good. No, you're fine. You've been fine. Yeah, but uh, but like you're right, exactly right. You would have to do that. Um, and and I know you don't get the physical representations of that, and some people take issue with that, but it feels less dirty. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where, um, like when I played Hearthstone for the first time, like I was like, mm, I don't think I have the time to devote to this, but if I did, I would absolutely buy packs for that same exact reason. Yeah, and and I really love it because like I'm in their Discord and everything, and like if I ever have a question about a card or something like that, like you know if it's not somebody that's you know a, a member of play fusion the the people who make the game then it's you know somebody in the community is usually super quick to come back with answers so um the community is really tight-knit because um I, the game's not huge um so that's another thing i kind of like about it is you when you're playing the games and everything you kind of bump into the same people all the time um well not all the time from here and there and everything you get to know their play style and everything and you know, you, you kind of know you got to play differently against this guy. And like when you see their name, you know, you, you immediately bring the thing up to say hello because you guys see each other all the time. Yeah, I, I think uh, I love that game. I, I won't stop playing it until they stop supporting it. Awesome, man. Uh, well, it sounds like our guilty pleasures aren't that bad. And I think we still have pretty good taste, each of us. So <laughs> my other one was going to be Battleborn because I think Battleborn was so good. And it came out against Overwatch and Overwatch just overshadowed it completely. But Battleborn's an awesome game. Yeah, it seems like if Battleborn had come out like a year earlier or something, like or even a year later, maybe it would have been had a chance. But once Overwatch did their what like open beta the week that Battleborn came out, like man. yeah, it was it was a wrap. And yeah, it was it's it's a shame because like the characters and everything in Battleborn are like you know just as cool and funny and everything as as the ones in Overwatch. But like Overwatch just really it was so just refined and just incredible it just completely just overshadowed battleborn in every way shape and form i need to have another overwatch i digress um next uh, category here is going to be game that you should have played by now so adam take us home yeah so when i made the list i didn't have the game now i do but i'm still gonna say it anyways um but it was uh breath of the wild because i had played a friend's copy for a little bit and i was like i need to get this game i guess because i need to try out all the big hitters on the switch and I was like, it's still sixty dollars. Been like fucking eighteen years, the same price. But GameStop had a big sale, and it was I got it for thirty bucks. Um, oh hell yeah, that's worth cur- it. Curbside delivery and all that weird stuff that's going on. And uh, so yeah, I finally started playing my own copy of Breath of the Wild. So have you made it farther than you did when you previously played it? And if so, what do you think? Really quick. Um, yes, I made it a little bit farther. Um, I guess I need to keep seeing because I'm kind of like Zach. I'm not loving this game. I think it's Thank good. You. But I don't think it's like the greatest thing in the world. Like, honestly, I think Fire Emblem is probably the best game on the Switch. Um, oh, I would agree with that. I think Fire Emblem is the best Switch. But it took me a while to get. I bought it like right when I got the Switch, played it a little bit, shelled it from time, and then like kind of committed myself to it. And then I got. Really, it did take a while for me for sure. Yeah, I want to give it a chance because like I just went to a spot where it taught me like actually how to do combat, and I was like, oh, this is so much more interesting. Like being able to like strafe and jump and stuff. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Because like oh, if I would have yeah. gave up on The Witcher the first time I played it, I wouldn't have realized it's the best game ever made. So you know, I'm gonna give it more of a chance. But at the moment, it's like this is fine. This is all right. It's the good. thing that makes Breath of the Wild special, but I also kind of agree with that. Like I don't think 
it's quite the level of like That's calling it the greatest game ever made and stuff like that. <laughs> I think is a bridge way too, way too far when people go hyperbole that way. But what makes Breath of the Wild special is like how many different times you'll try things in that game as you're playing and you kind of learn more about the rules of the world and they just work like there's just moment after moment where you're like, I wonder if I do that. And then it like when it happens and it works, you're like, ah, oh, man, this is fucking, the systems are great, I guess. That's what I'm getting. At. Yeah. So I'm giving that more of a chance. But yeah, I had not played that by now. But then <laughs> we split this episode up and uh, I do have it now. So here we go. that's fine. I think it still counts. Um, for me, I the game I should have played by now, uh, I was going to do Metal Gear Solid, but I, we talked about that on our you know pile of shame episode. So I'm going to go with Final Fantasy seven. Um, which is timely yeah, just because I just did as well. Uh, it's downloaded and ready to play. Um, I totally recognize it as a huge blind spot in my gaming history. I just, um, yeah, never played it. I mean, not really much more to say like that. I recognize that I should have. It's it's easy to play like to this day, and maybe if I enjoy the remake well enough, like I'll hop into seven at some point um, and play it, like just to tide me over until the next part of the remake saga. So, how about you, George? What's a game you should have played by now? Dude, it's the second time that you take the same game, but I, I got nothing else right now. So for me, it is, it's also Final Fantasy VII. I never played the original. I am playing it now, the, uh, the new one anyways, but I never got to play it either. Never got around to it. I uh, never really had the PS1 uh, for much time. That's what it came out for, right? PS1? Yes. Yeah. Um, man, but besides that, I don't know what, uh, what else I could really think of, honestly. So I don't know. So that's all I got, man. I'll try to think of something else. That's what, no, it's totally uh, fine, man. I mean, it's a big game, right? Like for that to be in both of our, yeah, sort of blind areas, like is, uh, it's totally legit. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Zach, how about you? Uh, I mean, I'm with you guys. It it wasn't my selection, but I also have not played Final Fantasy VII. Uh, The, I played, you know, there was a demo disc that had pretty much the demo that we play now. um, Like that came with the magazine or something back in the day and like i played the scorpion or the red big red guy battle like a million times on that demo disc because that's as far as i've ever gotten in that game so um i'll be curious to see what we all think as people without that nostalgia when we have all got time into the game a little bit more and um you know come back together as a group um because i it seems like every review i've read it like is somebody who's familiar with the game so yeah Maybe I'll pitch a freelance article out there to somebody um, what it's like to play the remake from somebody yeah, who's never played the original. I'm definitely excited to see what we all think. Yeah, to just to come in blind and see, like, is is Final Fantasy VII what, what everybody says it is? But we, I mean, and I understand it's not the whole package and everything, but from what I've heard from people who haven't played the other Final Fantasy, like the original Final Fantasy VII, say that these characters in the new remake are, you know, easy to fall in love with and everything, and it's easy to see why people love OG game as much as they did. So, but the game on my list that I chose was Super Mario 64. Never even picked that game up once in my life, and I have no intention to. Did you have a 64? I did. Really? You might and get your chance with the Rumor Mario collection. That's true. If it comes out and they like remake it and everything, and it's awesome, yeah, I'll definitely play it that way. But I have no intention to play it in its original state. When I had an N64, I was playing a lot of fighting games. I was playing 007. I was playing Smash. Um, but I was never into uh, the platforming games and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, Mario 64 just never, uh, never, uh, never played it. Yeah, because we were what, like 10 at the time or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, I was. I was yeah, exactly. So I, it wasn't it wasn't like that's the game I wanted to play. The only game I played on N64 even close to similar to like that style was Banjo-Kazooie. Wow. 
Yeah, I um, if it makes you feel better. I didn't play Mario 64 until college on the Wii uh, Virtual Console because um, I owned a 64. I just uh, did never own that game. So I liked Mario Galaxy so much that I wanted more of that because I 100 percented it. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll buy this. I think it was like 10 or 15 bucks. So um, <clears throat> I played it and uh, I liked it. Like it aged well at that point. Like I think if they do like if the rumor is true and they're doing like a Super Mario All-Stars 2 type coll- like collection and that's included and in it's, you know, graphical upgrade if they use like the Mario Galaxy like engine or something to do it, like with the same mechanics as 64, like um, I'd replay it. I don't know if it's one that I would like. There's other Mario 3D games that I would play over this, like uh, in that collection. So interesting, though. Um, Adam, what is a quote great game to play? Which, again, I'm interpreting that as a game that you would just recommend as like a must play game, I guess, to somebody. Yeah, I guess just a game that's super fun. You need to play it. Uh, I mean, interpret it however you want. Like my interpretation is going to be like if I was talking to somebody who let's say, possessed the ability to, you know, adapt to modern controls and sensibilities, but just had never played a video game before, like, what would I recommend? Like, that's how I'm interpreting it. You interpret however you want. Yeah, I mean, God, that's a tough one. Um, Yeah, I just interpret it as, like, what's a good game? Sit down, play this. This game is fun to play. Sure. sure. I just say Apex Legends, man. Like, if first-person shooters is one of the, you know, the biggest uh, genre in gaming, and I feel like the gameplay of that game is awesome. I love it. Um, I just like the movement, like the gun, the shooting. If I'm like, hey, you want to play a fun game and it's free, play some Apex. Yeah, I was going to say the low, low price of zero, right? Like, it's just like, that's a pretty um, compelling argument on top of the quality of the game. Cool. Uh, my recommendation is God of War, the remake or sequel reboot, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's uh, been said to death, but it has not a bit of body fat on it. It is a, tr- a game that is exactly as long and involved as it needs to be great narrative game it has amazing systems beautiful world um great characters like it's a complete package so that's the game i would recommend to play a video game for the first time boom play this george how about you man for me it was also apex legends that's my favorite game to just kind of pick up play a couple matches with some friends and even if you play two three games it's uh more than enough fun so um that's still the, the game for me that's kind of what the way that i looked at that particular category just a great game to play whenever you know awesome again i don't disagree it's a great choice um zach how about you so i interpreted this category a little differently i tried to pick a great game that i think well a game that i think is great that i played that maybe a lot of other people haven't played um and i i mean this is back when i didn't you know talk to a lot of people on like facebook and everything about games and all that because it came out before i was on there and had access to all those different communities and all that but the darkness games uh the darkness one and two hell yeah darkness is dope um oh man i absolutely love those games and like the story and like was awesome and the action in the game was awesome and the way you use your powers was super cool and everything and jackie was a cool character and and um like yeah the way that they like the whole game, like from beginning to end in both games, I've, I had so much fun. I think I got all the achievements in one of them. But yeah, man, it was just a super fun, different kind of game. Um, it was a serious game, but I feel like it didn't take itself seriously at the same time. Um, the, the demons were always joking and everything. And uh, yeah, it was just a, a really cool um, first person shooter that, you know, like I said, I back then I wasn't in like you know, these, uh, all these different video game communities that I'm in now. So I don't know if like the buzz around that game was as good as I think it is. So like, have you guys, did you guys play those games? Like Adam, I know you just said 
thought were awesome. But like, yeah, man, I, I thought those games were super cool. I would love to see maybe like a remake or anything because, well, like I said, I, I don't know if they got the attention that I think. They- I never did play them, um, unfortunately, not because I didn't want to, but I think like you said, maybe when those were coming out, there wasn't as much exposure to stuff. So unless it was a game that was so ingrained in popular culture, I think there's a lot of games that a bunch of us probably played <clears throat> that the others didn't just through sort of luck, right? Walking in, renting something or getting a recommendation at GameStop. I remember um, like that, the game for me that's probably in that same category would be Dark Watch. If you guys ever heard of that or played that, probably most people haven't. First person game that's like I'm- a sp- spaghetti Western uh, mixed with like vampire hunting and supernatural shit. Watch, no, I don't think. What, what year did it come out? I was a sophomore in college, I believe. So this would have been like oh five, maybe. Yeah, oh five. Yeah, I think. I don't. I don't think I played that one. Yeah. I just, what I did was I went through my achievements. I like went all the way down, scrolled to the bottom of my achievements list, and I was like, "Man, what game?" And, and that's how I found the game. Yeah, it was for the original Xbox and PS2 Dark Watch. But um, but yeah, there. I think there's a lot of games that are in that category anyway. Of like, you, for one reason or the other, like you came across it, but maybe other people didn't. You know, but um. Oh, very cool, man. So, Adam, what is a game that you wish you never played? Dark Souls. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 I'm giving you our time. A game that I wish I never played. I took Now, the way the example we have is they said Skyrim because they own four different copies. So, like, a game that, like, took over the life that they wish they had never played is the way that this person And I think how you interpret it however you want, you know? Like, for whatever reason, you can justify why you wish you never played it. Um, I'm going to take a different approach, but it's fine. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the approach of, like, I put too many hours into this game and I don't like it at all. Um, And that would, I mean, it's kind of similar to um, an answer I had earlier, but Metal Gear Solid 4, everyone's like, it's so good. You got to play it. Man, it's so good. It's so good. I put, like, a good four or five hours in the game. And I was like, why did I just, and probably about three hours of that was watching. Um, Yeah. But badass cutscenes. If you know what's going on, maybe. (laughs) I'm just like the first thing that happens is like I'm an old man and then a robot mood at me. And I was like, OK, guys, <laughs> I can't tell if you're taking the piss or if that actually happened. No, but... that legit happens. There are robots that make animal noises and it mooded okay. me. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, I believe you. It, you know, it's from what I've played to Death Stranding. I totally believe. You. Yeah, I was just like and again, everyone's like, it's so great. Keep pushing forward. And that's that's where I kind of got the thing where it's like if I'll put only a certain amount of time into it. And at that point, I'm like, forget it if it's not working for me. And that was the game that kind of taught me that push through, push through. It's the best thing ever. I was like, I've already wasted, you know, five hours of my life. I'll never get. I think that argument is valid to a certain point. But I mean, if you're actively hating a game um, or like if you aren't feeling great about a game and that brings me actually to my example of game I wish I never played um, because one of our colleagues here on the podcast tonight, um, it broke his heart when I told him I, I didn't you like it. You uncultured piece of shit, man. It's Dragon's not Dogma is such Dragon's a great Dogma. Game. It, I'm <laughs> sure when it came out, it was. It just it is a very difficult game to come back to, like in a post like Witcher and like even like some modern like Bioware and like other RPGs. Like, um, it's just it's a game that I'm sure that if you liked Dragon's Dogma back in the day and played it and enjoyed it, like know what that game is and like look forward to things like way down the path. Um, it's great. It just I tried. I put like 12 or 13 hours and it just didn't click. So I had to stop. 
Oh, yeah. Like, once you hit no. that 10 mark, unless it's like a JRPG where they're like, put in 20, which I think is ridiculous. But yeah, I love that game when it came out, too. I'm with George, but I don't know, trying to play it. Now, that's just like me with Dark Souls. So I'm like trying yeah, to play it now. I can't just, get into it. So I, I, I don't think objectively fun. it's a bad game or anything like that. Like, And I think that I probably would have really liked it back in the day. Like, truly, I think I w- would have been my jam. I just, I don't, it's just not. I, I kind of had to make that decision in my brain of like, I, on a scale of 1 to 10, the amount of fun that I'm having is probably like, a four and there's just so many other things that i could be playing even on my switch that like i just kind of had to like bow out and be like hey i'm only out you know i think i picked it up for like 15 or 20 bucks like um it's not you know not worth it for anybody i don't think to like if you're if there are other things that you can be playing that you'll know you enjoy more like why like force yourself and it doesn't reflect bad on george or anything else like or even that game like i just couldn't couldn't do it just didn't didn't click quick question did you crawl on the animals did I crawl into the animals? Yeah, I mean, there's fights like... Okay, I was about to say, you, know, you didn't play the game right if you didn't crawl on the animals. Like, I mean, absolutely. There's that snake fight like really early on like yeah. uh, when the two-headed snake comes in and like, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yes, um, got, got through all that stuff. Like I, I went down the dark, dark deep dungeon with the winding staircase, Did a, played all the way through that. I uh, picked up a bunch of quests and kind of did like as the game was open world, just didn't, just didn't work for me. That's okay. Yeah. That, that's why it's I wish I didn't bad. play it. Because, you know, when people have such a a game so high like in their personal esteem and like you know so fondly in their hearts man like i was just like god damn it like i can't there's no way i can not tell george that i'm not gonna finish this because if i <laughs> he's gonna ask eventually <laughs> so i was like i'm sorry buddy but um what's the game for you George? what's the game you wish you never played um for me i was between two uh, and it's a shame too because dragon's dogma it gets the end game is really 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 unique but anyways, whatever. You're a bitch. Um, the, the game, I was between two games. Ubisoft game. Um, I was between... I'm not going to go with Assassin's Creed. You know, Assassin's Creed, that game was for shit. Really, I repetitive, heard. really boring. Um, but I finished it. So I guess... And it is what it is. And then it led to so many games after that. So I'll give it a pass. Um, so the Ubisoft game I am going with is Watch Dogs. That game was like hot garbage. And I played way too much of that. I probably played like 10 hours of that game before I really just said, this is shit. I don't like it. It's boring repetitive and i've had zero interest in playing any of the games since. i know some people have liked it which is a shame because watchdog 2 is supposed to be fun and goofy and like great yeah. but... here's the thing why he watchdog one is not great and i beat that game two was actually really good but if you didn't like one like i yeah why would you ever be motivated to play two yeah yeah that, i'm That's, in the same that boat was, man. Yeah. that was the thing with with assassin's creed is like i as i felt with it like the story was cool enough, you know, you know, just fucking people up and assassinating was just that, like its premise was was cool enough for me. But the game really was super repetitive. Watch Dogs, the first one, was, yeah, just bored, just kind of boring. There wasn't anything special and kind of just turned me off so much that I didn't want to bother playing any of the other. It would take, I wouldn't rule it out, the second one or not, but it would take, I'd have to get through a lot of stuff before I just resorted to buy. Now, does the new one excite you seeing like how like different i will the new one looks the what the second the, wait there's a third one now right yeah legion watchdogs legion someone you can recruit any npc in the game like yeah like NPC. and literally anyone i don't know like i i'm, I'm not gonna lie it's one of the few games that i was so turned off by that i like i didn't keep up with anything like i could not tell you the second or the third what they're about what i've heard because anytime that i saw anything like watchdogs related i was like fuck this and like i don't even i don't even recommend checking it out it. Because I'm with you, because I played the first one, I, I still own it to this day, and I've never beaten it because it just, it was really boring to me. I never even bothered giving the second game a shot because of how boring the first game was, but Legion, like, looks really cool, like, the concept and how 
it's laid out and everything. Sorry, you got a dog in the background here. <laughs> That's all right. Speak well. But yeah, um, I, may, I, may. I, won't, I won't rule it out. Not the bad taste. Sorry, Chris. No, no, you're you're good, man. I mean, I yeah, I never. I was fortunate enough that like I skipped out on Watch Dogs one. Um, two I was curious about, but I forget there was a shitload of games that came out at the same time. So I just, I was like, yeah, this, I'm, I didn't want to pull a Bobby and like have it just sit on the shelf or my digital backlog. So I never bought it. And I'm glad because I probably wouldn't have gotten to playing it by now, but, uh, Legions looks interesting or Legion, sorry, looks interesting and two looked fun, but, um, I can imagine from what I've heard about one that yes, that would be a game that you would regret every second you spend in it. Uh, Zach, what was your, um, game that you wish you had never played? So I, uh, took this in a different direction, and I, I I put in a game that I wish I had never played because I would like to be able to play it like fresh again and be as amazed by it as I was the first time. And I chose Red Dead Redemption Two because I think that game is a masterpiece in in every way. Um, and I would I just remember coming home and like or not being you know, not being home and just always thinking about it and always wanting to come home and play it and wanting to see what happens next and wanting to explore more of that world and just paying all att- paying so much attention to the fine detail in the world and everything and all the different character interactions you can have and all that. And I would love to be able to experience that again for the first time. So yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2 is a game I wish I never. That's a good perspective. So it's like video games fall into two categories for you, Red Dead Redemption and not Red Dead Redemption. That's it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That was a great game, man. I wish I could. I can't wait till I can experience something like that again. It's, it's, if it, it's crazy what that year of video gaming was because if it wasn't that game, it was going to be God of War because like that was another game where when I wasn't playing it, it was all I was thinking about. I wanted to go home and see what happened next, man, because like growing up with Kratos and seeing how he was and then seeing what he turned into in this game, man, I was like, dude, I just got to see what happens next. And yeah, that's another one where if I could erase it from my memory and replay it again, I would, oh, that would be so cool. Awesome. All right. Well, <clears throat> last category here is Favorite games of a franchise? I'd say we cap it out at two. The example has a couple. So pick your favorite like number title or like title in a sequence or series of games, or you can do a couple if you want. Adam. Oh shit. I thought I thought this was like your favorite series, like video game series or something like that. So again, I just looking at the picture, that's how I interpret it, is it's like your favorite game of a franchise, but Yeah, it says favorite series installments. So I figured, yeah, what which installments okay. of your favorite series or your, is your favorite okay all right got yeah, it. so you can do up to two if you want so adam what do you got man huh famous so hmm, i'm gonna let other people go first because i want to kind of piggyback and maybe put my input on what their series are because i have one of mine but mine's are kind of basic so i want to see if anyone comes. all right so you want me to go first then yeah you go first all right um so for me uh i'm gonna do mass effect 2 and grand theft auto vice city so mass effect 2 Again, another game to talk to death on this podcast about. I think it was just the perfect balance of RBG mechanics, storytelling, party members, all, yada, 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 everything. Uh, Vice City is my favorite pick just because, uh, you know, three, you had the silent protagonist, but it was groundbreaking because that was like the first like 3D open world game that felt really alive. Vice City took that, gave your uh, protagonist a voice and then had, uh, I just, I fucking sucker for 80s music. What can I say, man? The pop station, the rock station. Even like the, the the hip hop pirate radio, all that stuff on Vice City just uh, did it for me, and um, I played that as the second ever rental rush that we did in August, and uh, it was a blast. Like uh, that is a game that with the goggles of nostalgia just held up for me. So those are my two picks. That's Ray Liotta too, right? Yeah, Ray Liotta. Uh, he killed it. 
there's so many different great cast members you um you've got fucking uh everybody as wild as like gary Busey. you got um uh what's his face fucking oh my god uh tom sizemore who was like the sergeant saving private ryan you got um uh the dude from fucking miami vice i don't know why my brain's not working um he's got three three names uh something michael blah 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 help me out no nobody oh nobody. i'm trying hold on I'm, I'm i'm it's right on the tip of my tongue i could, could google it come back to it but uh but yeah anyway like the great voice cast i mean not, not just um Regalioto is my point. Like, there's a lot of stuff, but just the whole package—the cars, the weather, like the Florida weather—like, um, just great. So, uh, those, that, that's, where those first, are... that's where bikes came in too, right? Motorcycles. That was the first time because I don't think they were in three, right? Uh, Unless I'm just say, totally mistaken. That I can't say definitively because I only played three the one time, and I played a lot of it when it came out. But I've never gone back to it the way that like I have Vice City. So, um, but yeah, um, now it's gonna bug me, so I'm gonna pull up uh the cast is for miami vice so i can correct myself i just i'm having a brain fart i know it's like a um philip michael thomas so i knew michael was in the middle of his name <laughs> and it was a three name uh name so there we go um but yeah so how about you uh adam are you ready do you want me to come around at the end no sure yeah, yeah. i'll go ahead and go just bouncing off of yours um I might just do that. I might just take off everybody else's. Uh, Mass Effect 3 is my favorite Mass Effect. And GTA 5 is best shoot. Very cool. Yeah, and I'm not even saying best. Like, for me, it's just, like, my well, favorite. Well, yeah, my it's favorite. Like yeah, that's those... what I'm saying. Yeah, my yeah, favorite. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Just want to make sure you weren't pigeonholing yourself unnecessarily. So, no, no, cool. no. Uh, what is I'm it? totally with you with both of your choices, too. Like, if I had to pick in those series, I would pick Mass Effect 3. And... Interesting. Uh, what, what about 3? And uh, I mean, GTA five, I feel like it almost like speaks for itself. But, um, what, what is it about GTA um, five or I'm sorry, not GTA five, but uh, Mass Effect three rather that um, did it for you? Well, some people like to complain about the I think the very, very ending, I can see the problem with it. But the way that that game brings everybody in together and like kind of wraps up your story, especially with the DLC and stuff, I think it's great. Like two is awesome. Um, for sure. Like, I definitely can't deny that. But I like having an end, just like the phone calls at the end of it and going through everyone and finishing everything up, I think was an awesome end to a lot of those characters. And then I think the gameplay is also just... Having a Prothean teammate was cool, too. And Citadel's one of the best DLCs ever made. Never played any of the Mass Effect 3 DLC. Can you believe that? Dude, if you ever have a chance, please go back and play Citadel because it's just fan service, the entire thing. And it's just so perfect. I was considering doing a summer of Mass Effect for my stream where, like... I go back. Oh, that would play, be awesome. Go play all three of them. Like make a character, set up a poll in the chat or something like that. Maybe um, who lives and who dies, Ashley or Caden? Yeah, that's always an easy one for me. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Ashley lives. Come yeah, on. yeah, even though yep. she's a every player. time. But yeah, Caden is so like just boring. I told Caden to his face when I met him at New York Comic Con. I was like, dude, no matter how many times I play that game, I just can't let you. What did he say? What did he say? He, he, he laughed because I think he was like, "Yeah, man." He's like, "You know, the f- tell me that he'd kill him." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Yeah, me too." I've never made it past uh, what level is that? Vermeer is that where he dies? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be like surprised, we I actually don't have any lines after that. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, oddly enough, if you choose me to, to like, I still die. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you choose me, Ashley lives. How about it's you, weird. George? Uh, for me, it's Mass Effect 2, for sure, man. It's probably my favorite game ever. Um, obviously, there's nothing else needs to be said about it. Um, to give some credit to the Assassin's Creed series, Assassin's Creed 2 is my favorite. Um, oh, I, I nice. love that CEO story. 
Ezio. Um, yeah, I really, really liked it, man. Also because I've, I was always like very um, fascinated by, you know, Italian culture. It was, it was always a dream of mine to go to Italy and that came kind of helped shape it too. Um, and g- getting to see all those places uh, live a couple of years ago was really cool too. So yeah, Ezio, definitely my favorite character in that series. Awesome. I think that's a good pick. That's the first Assassin's Creed game that I ever played was too. I got it from Gamefly. Remember Gamefly? Oh, yeah. That's it. Oh, yeah. Let yeah. me still around. But yeah, that's that's a good way to start, man. You might not have played another game if you played the first one. <laughs> so I heard, like, uh, it was just weird. Like, what, all I really needed to know is that you didn't have to have played one to play two. So I was like, cool, I'll jump in this. And then I was like, what is everyone talking about? That Assassin's Creed is, like, not all that good. I'm like, this game is fucking amazing. And then apparently, yeah, I've learned that the jump is pretty spectacular from yeah, crazy. It's still touted, I think, as like one of the biggest jumps in qualities like of a game. Yeah, it was like, here's a really cool concept. And it's like, oh, here's an actual game. It's- yeah. <laughs> right. I think that's the only way it survived because it, like the concept, the story was cool. And I'll tell you, it was, was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, game shit. That game just you know, survived based off of its potential. And yeah, the second one capitalized on it. The gaming, gamers in general are pretty, like, for the most part, like, if there's enough of a nugget of something great there, are willing to, like, give a uh, franchise a second shot more probably than like or something like seems like because usually the sequel is better yeah but they could kind of be unforgiving too i think i think if it's bad fans yeah. who ruined the series because i i don't think andromeda was was bad i, I mean i don't i love yeah. andromeda man it, yeah it was, i 100 percent in it no, I'm with yeah you. it's not it's not perfect it's not the best game in the series but i mean that you know that gameplay fans, wise it is yeah yeah i mean fans are the reason that 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 we don't have another one in my opinion. Yeah, I, t- I told my brother, I'm like, I refuse to acknowledge that you're a Mass Effect fan until you, like, at least just mainline Andromeda. I'm like, I don't care if you do everything, but I'm like, you can't call yourself a fan for not even trying to play Andromeda. There were some interesting ties to the OG trilogy in that game, too. Like, if you dig, like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but like, yes, there absolutely is. And, like, I, I there's a lot of filler in Andromeda, but, like, I, I feel like the core missions like and then like more importantly like the the core like companion mission or like as good as all oh, for sure in mass effect um all right zach uh, bring, uh bring us home uh what are, what are your favorite franchise uh entry all right so i i tried to stray away from games that we talk about a lot and i'm just gonna pick two games out of uh franchises that i i, I really enjoyed and i've, I've played uh, all the titles in not that there's a lot in both of them but um saints row the third uh yeah. i think i got almost every single achievement if not every single achievement in that game it was just so so much fun like it was the perfect level of um like michael bay action movie and like just totally outlandish like is that the one with dildo bat yeah dildo i was just about to say that you had dildo bats you could okay. go around spraying houses with shit and stuff like that and Kanye West power oh man that everything Everything about that game was just so awesome, and it's coming out remastered, and I'm getting it because I can't wait. Um, but yeah, that that was awesome. And then another one was Bioshock, and uh, I think is is my favorite of that series. Um, I, I don't hold one as in high regard as a lot of people do. I I played it, I beat it, and everything. Um, I think it's a really good game. I just think Infinite, I everything about Infinite, I like better than the first game, and it's the way like the way that story unfolds and everything and the relationship between um booker and elizabeth and 
um man that and then the ending just absolutely blew me away uh i can't i hopefully we get another game in that series because like the way that that story was written like both all the stories and all the bioshock games are incredible like the way that they're uh, that way unfold and everything is 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 so so amazing so i I hope we get another one but if if it ends on bioshock infinite man what a perfect one to end because that game is just so incredible yeah i agree uh having just recently played that for rental rush like i uh I was like, yeah, people are crazy, dude. Like anyone that says that this game is not good or whatever, it's like a, or like a lesser entry. This franchise nuts. Like the more that time from the release that game, like every time I've come back to it, the more convinced I am that it's on par with the original Bioshock, in my opinion. All right. Um, I think that about does it, fellas. Uh, George, it. I'm gonna throw one out there real quick for you. Oh yeah, go. Yeah, go George for said it, to bounce. Um, it's kind of a cheat one, but I wanted to be different. But Telltale series game like telltale games i almost picked one of these but what's your choice mm, it's either borderlands or batman's probably borderlands borderlands is the it's the best written i would have picked uh the the wolf among us me too fuck wolf I, among us is good high, you're right high fives that yeah oh, oh do we convert adam did, did, did he have to no i'm starting yeah. to say borderlands ah yeah borderlands. Man, they're wolf all among us. Good. so good the color palette of that game like the music like think about it was great um yeah good choices well uh, that is going to wrap us up for this week. Um, hopefully everyone enjoyed that listeners and podcasters alike. Um, we will uh, report back next to next week to, to all of you lovely folks on what we think of uh, final fantasy seven. I'm sure. Are you playing it as well, Adam? Mm, I don't know yet. On the fence. I'll probably end. Uh, yeah. I will probably look at my paycheck, see how I'm feeling about it. That's true. Yeah. Interesting. Cause I'm times. with you guys. I was never, I never played the original, never really cared, but I don't know if, if I hear good things from you guys, I might. Uh, speaking of which, what, what have you been playing? I should probably say that we should, should ask. It's a big oof. Um, let's see. Breath of the wild. I finished up one of my playthroughs of fire emblem and a lot of 2k 20 NBA 2k 20, just because I finally started getting that. And then Witcher three, I'm getting very close to getting to the DLC. Cause I really want to get to the, so yeah, the DLC is, is great, man. Like I said, the, uh, hearts of stone is, the better story in my opinion but um blood and wine is like the better overall package because you get the whole after we get off here i'm going to ask you how close i am to the end because i'm pretty sure i'm real all right fair enough um zach what have you been playing uh i've also started playing up uh, the witcher 3 again yeah um yeah um so since adam you're probably infinitely further than i am i could say where i uh right now i am in novigrad and um looking for dandelion very cool yeah, that's a pretty decent way in. Oh, see, I, I I have no idea. So, um, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm playing the Siri part of that. Oh no, I already did that. Yeah. Anyways, I'm I'm right in that area. Uh, I'm enjoying myself. Kind of wish that I I had played the game, you know, start to finish because I feel like I'm I'm I can't uh, fully appreciate the story as much because I took such a huge um, break in the game. But uh, from what I picked up and everything, I, I remember what's going on. I looked up some videos and everything. So. I'm enjoying myself. Uh, don't worry about that. I did the same exact thing. Like I got to the Baron, like, and then that's where I stopped. Like I got to him, took out like almost a year off, and then like then I finished the game. And uh, you have enough of the game left, Zach, that I think like it'll still have the same impact by the time. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see where it goes and everything. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm finding myself, you know, wanting to play it while while I'm not playing it and everything. So just because everything's so so well done, like I just like the, the their world building and like just everything is just impeccable like everywhere i go it's something different like i feel like i'm not running into the same things everywhere i go and in each town's different you know and like 
you know, running into things that if you didn't, like I got a mission where I, I found a book and like, uh, if I never walked into that bookstore, I would have never found them. So stuff like that, I think. So yeah, I'm, in, I'm enjoying myself. So uh, it's pretty much the only thing I've been playing because uh, I'm enjoying myself. Very good. Um, I finished Doom Eternal, uh, beat it on Nightmare. So I'm proud of that. Uh, 100% of all the collectibles in the game, made sure that I got them all before progressing to the next mission. Really liked it. Um, you know, it's better than Doom 2016 in terms of like mechanics and everything. Um, really just a great example of how a game can just iterate on the the first in a series and do everything right. Um, yeah, I liked it. I mean, there there were some things that I I very, very small nitpicky things that I wasn't wild about. Like anytime the game, like there some of the the battle arenas were like, I think um antithetical to like what Doom is supposed to be, like in its current incarnation, which is, you know run around like crazy, like be able to maneuver and like run and gun and run and gun and run and gun. And sometimes they put you in these like really tight areas where like it really restricts your movement and stuff. And um, it just kind of, it kind of felt like odd and out of place. But aside from that, like I, I thought it was, uh, it's my favorite game of the year so far um, by, by far, just a lot of fun, challenging, uh, great uh, aesthetic and everything. Um, occasionally here and there, I'm playing a Super Mario Maker 2 level. And then on stream, I've been playing Black Mesa the half-life one remake and enjoying that uh it's weird because some of my memory of that game is like i'm like i don't know if i'm misremembering this or if this is the uh you know the remake um so it's interesting in that regard um and then yeah starting final fantasy 7 tonight but uh guys it has been a pleasure like always ladies and gentlemen i hope you're all staying safe we appreciate the listen as always give us a like give us a share give us a subscribe if you don't already the share being probably the most important of that thing. Let your buddies know, you know, your friends, your family. Hey, there's these great group of uh, guys from the East Coast that hang out and just talk video games and have a good time. We'd appreciate that. Until the next time, we, we love you. Have a good night.